Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Danny J. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Um, I'm doing a solo episode today. And if this is your first time, welcome to the show. Um, I'm really, I don't know if I'm excited to talk about this today, but I it was brought up in my inbox and I thought it would be a really great topic. So today we're going to talk, talk about um, seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression, and the holiday blues. I know this time of year can be really sucky for some people and for others, it is amazing and exciting and the best time ever. And um, I'm bringing this up because I've been the person who it hasn't always been the best time ever. And um, I wanted to share some strategies to get through it if you struggle with this time of year. And I also wanted to share some things that might help if maybe you you have a great time this time of year, but you see somebody around you maybe struggling. So, uh, you know, first off, there's this, I, I had a belief and I wanted to look it up to make sure it was true before I said it, but there was a, a belief that the holidays are the highest time of year for suicide. And I actually looked that up and it's not true. According to the CDC, it is a myth and the holiday season, um, the suicide rates actually go down. December is one of the lowest months for suicide and the rate peaks in the spring and the fall. Interestingly enough, however, it is still a huge concern. It's a huge problem and it is the 10th leading cause of death for all Americans. And I don't know how that goes for Canadians and Australians. I know we have um, people listening all over the world, but I'm just reading from our CDC website. So regardless of if that was true or not, um, the holidays... November, December can be a time of struggle and of stress. And I think, well, I don't think, and a, a huge reason for this um, is that there are a lot of demands um, during the holidays, financial demands. I did a, a uh, episode on just the holiday financial hangovers and expectations and all of that. So there's financial demands there is that, that are perceived as stressful. Um, there's family issues, you know, a lot of times for the holidays, people expect that you're going to see family members and we don't always get along with our families as we know, and being able to being unable to manage expectations. It was funny. I was getting my hair done yesterday, um, here in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And, you know, we were seeing each other It's Monday after Thanksgiving and the hairdresser kind of across the way from us was talking to her client and she was saying how she went to the Thanksgiving and her grandmother just got on her and said that she dresses like she's from Walmart and she's white trash. And she was just going on and on. And I was like, wow, that sucks. And I know a lot of family members can do this to us, whether they haven't seen you in a while, they make comments about your weight, maybe they make comments about why you're still single, why you don't have kids yet, um, your job, whatever it is, they can be very critical. And so we show up to these dinners and we have these comments hurled at us and we leave going, why did I 
spend that time with them. Why do I do this to myself every year? And yet you feel like you have to, you feel like maybe it'll get better and it just never does. And you're just left feeling terrible. Then you just want to go on some kind of a binge because they're just getting on you about your weight anyway. And it just goes on and on down the spiral. So I wanted to talk about a few things that can cause the holiday blues and some strategies to get out. And then something more serious, um, seasonal affective disorder or depression during the holidays and during the winter months. So besides the stress and the family issues and expectations, a really big cause of sadness and depression during the holidays is loneliness. And I understand you can be in a room full of people and still feel very lonely. And this is a time of year where because of the expectation that we are with family, we're with people that we love. And maybe this year you went through a big breakup. Or maybe you lost a family member, a parent or someone really close to you or a sibling, and this is your first holidays without them. You can feel a giant hole and that that person's presence is missing. Or if you have been with a partner and suddenly you're single, you don't have anyone to share it with anymore. And so loneliness is really a big one. And so I wanted to give a couple tips on that, and then we're going to go down to the next. So first off, if you are feeling lonely during the holidays, a big thing to try to do or a tool is to try to keep yourself occupied. Um, Whether that's just going shopping, even if you're just window shopping, walking around, you're just kind of out and about and around people. Keeping yourself busy, working out, reading, doing something that's just keeping your mind off of, you know, sitting there and being alone. And another one is to call someone that you think also might be feeling like you. If you're feeling lonely, you know you're not the only one. And if it is for a reason of a breakup or loss, I'm sure that you know someone in your real life that has gone through something similar. And this would be a great time to reach out and just ask like, hey, how did you get through it? Or it feels good sometimes just to commiserate and not in a like complaining kind of way, but someone who gets it, someone who's been where you've been or someone who understands the feeling or if it's in the instance of losing someone, maybe somebody who knew the same person. And so you can um, share memories of that person and share why you feel that loss. And Another reason why this can be a really hard time of year is you are missing the good times um, or you never had good times. And so there's one of two ways that possibly you used to have really amazing holidays and somehow something changed, like you no longer have those traditions. And so you're looking back, remembering how it used to be so good or on the opposite and you never really had those good times. You were like, the holidays always sucked. There was always contention in the family. It was never a joyful time of year. And for both of these, I think that the the fixing of those things could be the same. One is try to create new traditions. So if you're used to doing something you always used to do, but for whatever reason you no longer can, or you're not doing that with your family, create something new. There's no rules for what your holiday should look like. Um, or doing a tradition that's going to make you sad or, or feel like you are constantly bringing up the past. You can always do something new. Um, and then if it's too hard to stay where you are, maybe it's the surroundings, go ahead and give yourself permission to go somewhere else, a place that doesn't have any memories for you, um, get a hotel somewhere, go on a vacation. I know when I first got married, um, I was one of the people who had more bad memories than good during the holidays. So I didn't I didn't want to do the whole Christmas tree and decoration and those kind of things almost brought up anger. 
And so we had decided that every single year at Christmas, we were just going to leave. So we went to the Bahamas, we went to Asia, and we would always make plans. So Christmas, I started to look forward to, and it wasn't the same traditional Christmas, but it was something that was new for us. And that was a new tradition. And then um, once I became single, uh, that first Christmas was kind of rough. I was at my family's house and it was just, it was just weird. Um, and I realized I needed a new tradition. So actually I spend my Christmas holidays now with Jill's family. And uh, yeah, if you're new to the podcast, Jill's the podcast co-host and we go somewhere. This is going to be my third year with her family and they have so many fun traditions. We always do this appetizer challenge and it's just adults. Nobody has kids. And so we're all kind of in the same place in the same space and we have a really good time and I look forward to it. And I can just spend time with my personal family at different times of the year instead of during the holidays. So creating new traditions can make it so that you actually have something to look forward to instead of reminiscing about the past, how it used to be either good or bad. And along with those things, I think realizing that it's just a season. Um, I used to just kind of white knuckle my way through it in my early 20s before I was married. I was like, okay, I just need to get through the holidays. I just need to get through. I want it to be January already. And luckily it is a short season um, and it will pass. But those are things I used to tell myself is this too shall pass. And we don't have to make it a bigger deal than it is um, that we did. Jill and I have done a lot of episodes on communication and working with family. And in fact, last week we had relationship week and one of the episodes we re-released was teaching people how to treat you. So if you know that you're going into the holidays and you're going to see family who you just don't communicate well with, you don't get along with, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode from last week and just get some tools in your tool belt on how you might be able to better communicate and set better boundaries going forward in that relationship. So the next part of this, I do want to bring up the real issues of just real depression. Um, we did an episode, I believe it was episode 30 on depression. It was about a year and a half ago. I was really struggling um, with my mental health and it kind of came on slowly. It was like slowly, slowly, and then very suddenly. And so there came a time where I just, I remember I was walking, Jill and I were walking on the street and I had this thought of just jumping in front of a car. And I started to have these thoughts uh, similar to that. And I know that it was it was scaring me. Um, things were going really well in my life. I had great relationships and yet I was having these really invasive thoughts. And so I ended up going to a, an emergency clinic and getting on medication. And I've been on that medication um, since. And it doesn't keep me from getting depressed or sad. Um, it just... I think balances me out for the time being. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that I may get off it at some point. I may stay on. I don't know. Um, I think sometimes if we lock ourselves into thinking we're having to be medicated our whole lives, we feel like something is wrong with us. And I don't think that's the case. And for now, it's working for me. For now, it's good. And that's where I'm at. But there are... The reason I even brought up this whole episode was I got a very kind DM from someone who remembered that I had that depression episode. And she um, is from, I think she was from Canada. I'm sorry if you're listening and I forgot. Um, but some northern states where it's cold, maybe Montana or something, where it's cold. And she asked me how I was going to deal with the cold and the seasonal depression. And she said that she 
it hits her hard every single year. And now she has a plan in place to deal with it. And I told her, I said, to be honest, I don't think I'm planning on staying here. It's been, honestly, guys, it's been so cold in Wyoming. It's been snowing. We've been trapped indoors. I can totally see why y'all get depressed. It's dark. It's cold. Can't work out. Like all the things that I want to do that make me feel good, I haven't been able to do. And I I have been losing my mind and it's only been a few weeks. So if you live in a place like that, um, it can be really, really easy to slip into a, a funk, a deep funk. And most cases of, and this is called seasonal affective disorder or SAD, um, most symptoms appear during the late fall or early winter. It's usually when the, the days become shorter um, there's not as much light outside and you, the, the signs and symptoms are going to be just feeling depressed most of the day, like nearly every day. Maybe you're losing interest in things that you used to really enjoy. You're having issues with sleeping or your energy. Um, you're experiencing changes in your appetite or weight. So you might be wanting to eat way more, or you could just have completely lost your appetite. You might be feeling agitated or struggling with concentration or feeling really hopeless or having thoughts of suicide or death, like preoccupied with that. And it can be really, it can be really scary. It is more likely, and it's more often diagnosed in women. And what some risk factors might be are usually family history, as we know, or having a history of depression already. And another one is living far from the equator. So the higher north you are or, lat you know, higher in latitudes you are, the more likely you would suffer from this because of the shorter days and the cold and the stuff that just comes with being in a bleak, dark, cold spot. So um, I wanted to talk about this because it's very, very real. Um, I think that cold weather could be for, for one, I don't know, for me at least, it makes me freaking insane. I hate being cold and having it get dark at four o'clock is crazy. You feel like you can't do anything. You lose half your, half of your day, but the sun actually really helps with, um, with depression. And so one of the treatments for sad is actually light therapy. And I told this woman, I said, well, if I ended up staying in Wyoming, I'd probably go get a tanning membership because I know that could help just being in the heat and the light. I remember back in Las Vegas many years ago in the winter, I had a tanning membership and I would always feel so much better just sitting there and getting like really, really warm and laying in the light made me feel good. And I'm sure there are lights that don't do the damaging effects like tanning beds, but I'm, to be honest, you might have to look that one up. But light therapy is a treatment. Um, medication is potentially a treatment and that is totally up to you and your doctor. And then there's always talk therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and this will help you get through and process what's going on and potentially the talk therapy you may need to do anyway. And so I actually created a list of resources um, for therapists. I talked about this before. I used an online therapist because I travel so much and it was really hard to be able to see somebody. And I'll tell you what, if you live in a town where it's really snowy, the winters are bad, trying to drive to see a counselor is probably the last thing you want to do. But if you can do counseling from the comfort of your own home, it's pretty amazing. So I made a list. Um, if you go to dannyj.com slash resources, it's danny, D-A-N-N-Y-J.com 
slash resources. I have a couple of things. Um, I actually found a list of many different types. So the first one is teen counseling. If you have teens that are struggling with it, um, teencounseling.com. There's, and I'm just going to read through these. Um, there's two different online counselings. Ones I talked about before was BetterHelp and the other one is Eye Counseling. And then there's two more specific. One is called Pride Counseling for LGBTQ communities and special um, uh, things that they might have or you might have in regards to your sexuality that maybe you want to work with somebody who has worked with others in that in, uh, in that space. And then there's couples in marriage counseling called regain.us or regain.us maybe. Um, so if you feel like your marriage or your partnership needs some work, then you can check out those. So I wanted to keep that resource list available to you. I also wanted to let you know that you are not alone and it is okay. And just keep an eye on your mental health this time of year. Um, I know that a lot of times it could come on really, really slow. As I said, slowly, 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 then suddenly. So keep an eye on how you're feeling. Um, if you do feel like you're starting to slip, maybe get out in the sun, take some walks outside as often as possible. See if there's a way you can get um, some light therapy potentially reach out to a counselor on these lists. Be proactive. It is really hard. I know when you're depressed, the last thing you want to do is pick up a phone and make an appointment or leave the house or even put clothes on. But it is the thing that you need to do to save yourself. And I just want to encourage you to do it. And for the others who aren't struggling, is just keep an eye on your sisters. Keep an eye on your friends. Um, check in. Check in with people. This time of year is not easy for everyone. And if you are one of those people who just loves this time of year, just pop in, just say hello, give a hug, just write a note, let people let others know you're thinking of them. And um, if you're one who struggles, I encourage you to reach out. Um, just talk to friends as well. Stay busy. You can make it through. So that's all for today. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing holiday. This is going to be out early December and I'm excited for what is to come over the next, over the next decade, 2020. Also check out the happiness diet, thehappinessdiet.com. Jill and I created an entire, uh, six, seven week program of amazing resources, helps with communication, um, in your work life, in your personal life, in your ma mother, father relationships, all the things. Um, we've had some amazing testimonials on the happiness diet, and this would be a great time to start that. And I will see you on the next episode.